Keeping Up with Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure, is sponsored by SJL General Contractors. SJL General Contractors is licensed in both Alabama and Tennessee. This family-owned business provides mass grading, storm drainage, sewer and concrete improvement, asphalt paving, erosion control, demolition, and heavy hauling. If you're in need of any of these services, you can contact them at 931 933-4660. That is 931-433-4660. If you'd like to be employed by this family-owned company, three W's and a dot, sjnl.com, www.sjnl.com. I was on an 11-hour van ride. Some guys and I were driving out to Irving, Texas to participate in the Challenge Youth Conference. In order to pass some of the time while riding on the van, I had brought with me some some links of paracord. A paracord is, is this military cord that is braided on the outside and, and has these uh, long nylon strands on the inside. Some people call it 550 cord. I had pre-cut these uh, cords into six-foot links. And I was taking those six-foot links and tying a monkey's fist knot in the middle of it. Now, if you tie a monkey's fist knot in the middle of it, you end up with two strands coming out of this round knot that are 29 inches long. And that is the centerpiece for making a a little design that I call a 550 guy. I take another piece of six-foot cord and tie a, a Spanish bowline or an Alpine bowline in it. And, and use it as, as a uh, configuration to make these little man-shaped rope knot configuration things. I started making them when I was hurt and convalescing. And uh, I've used them as gifts. I've sold them. I've given away. Uh, we used them to raise uh, funds to build the pavilion at the ropes course. Uh, Leadership Class 25 I actually used them as table decorations at a fundraiser. And they built our pavilion for us, but they asked me to dedicate the pavilion by mashing a little 550 guy into the concrete. And one of their images is is still in the concrete today. If you're a SWAT cop and you get your SWAT pin and you've gone through my repelling class, then you get a 550 guy that's black. And if you see a patrol car and there's a black 550 guy in it or on it, he's probably a SWAT guy. Uh, I know several cops that have them, and and one of my cop friends says he carries his in the pocket of his pants when he's on patrol. Uh, Other guys have taken their 550 guys and put them on their motorcycles in the place of angel bells. (laughs) We call it the tactical talisman. When Aaliyah, or the the state troopers, uh, brought their helicopter down and let us do some training, uh, I was allowed to ride on the skid of the helicopter. I think it's a Bell 407. I know they used to have a Jet Ranger 2. I know they have a Huey, but we got to ride this real sleek little helicopter and uh, ride the skids, and they would fly us from point A to point B and hover over the ground, and we would jump out. Uh, I even got to rappel out of that helicopter with our sniper team, and uh, as a result of that, I gave the pilot of the helicopter uh, one of the 550 guys. Well, he said, that's not going to work. We're going to have to have one for everybody in, in the support crew and in the hangar. So 240 feet of paracord later, I made 20 550 guys and gave it to the support and the uh, pilots and crew of the uh, Alabama 
Department of Public Safety, uh, Alabama Law Enforcement Association helicopter crews. I've even got a picture of one of the little feather gray 550 guys hanging on to the back window of this helicopter. I've, I've got a friend who I gave a 550 guy to, and, and I've given them to people when they get their driver's license, and I've given them to people just a, as gifts, and we've sent them all over the country. I don't know how many states they've been sent to, and I get pictures of them all the time from Alaska and pictures of them from, from other places. I've got one on my backpack that I have taken with me to Honduras and Alaska and climbing in Yosemite, and he's been to Hawaii, uh, I got this letter from a friend of mine. I'd given him a 550 guy, and I'll read you some excerpts from his letter. Hey, Lonzo. Well, my 550 cord guy took his maiden voyage yesterday, and what a wild ride it was. Yesterday was my first day to drive my truck since coming back from Arizona and Texas. And since it was raining in the morning, I spared the little fella from taking his initial trip in the rain. And instead of leaving him by himself in the truck all day, I kept him at my desk where he enjoyed watching me work. At the end of the workday, I slid him onto the antenna for the journey home, and I was trying to determine the right height for him to hang on the antenna. I wanted to be able to see him, but I didn't want him to be too high because it would create more instability. Fast forward. After leaving the confines of the arsenal, he gets on I-565. As our speed increased, I kept a close watch on my 550 cord guy. As we hit 55 miles an hour, all was well, and my smile would not subside. When we hit 65, all was still well, but I noticed the antenna at times was jumping forward and backward as the cord man hung on. As we hit 70 miles per hour, I saw the cord man slide up the antenna just a little bit. That's not good. Hang on, cord man, I'm thinking. Now my antenna is bigger at the bottom and smaller at the top, so the higher up he goes, the more room he has in the loops that he uses for hands, and the looser his grip becomes. With his new higher position, I noticed a more pronounced bow in the antenna, along with more violent movements. The next thing I know, he goes flying to the top of the antenna. I'm thinking, okay, no problem. The knob at the top will stop him. My nervous smile is suddenly replaced with horror as the top hand flies off the antenna, and the court guy is now wildly swinging atop a violently shaking antenna, and hanging on with everything he has by one hand. Multiple thoughts which rushing through my mind as I yelled, Hang on, Wilson! <laughs> and suddenly, the cord man has become much more than knots in a rope. He became my Wilson. I quickly sympathized with Tom Hanks's character in the movie Castaway, where his friend Wilson... A personified volleyball is floating away as he helplessly watched his beloved friend lost to the waves. And all he could do is longingly yell for his friend, Wilson. <laughs> I feared Wilson would be lost forever in the sea of traffic on I-565. I kept a constant watch in case he went flying off to his certain demise. What will Lonnie think? This guy has taken a little rope, man and given him life. 
<laughs> by the time he slows down and gets to the side of the road so the little guy doesn't come flying off, he then he then has a meeting with Wilson after some discussion. Who you're who you're talking to? Well, he's talking to the rope guy. After some discussion, it was decided that he would again attempt the ride home while hanging on to the antenna. However, this time he would be holding on at a much lower position. I vowed I wouldn't go as fast and I would keep a constant check on him for any signs of trouble. And he vowed to hang on tight with both hands. And he assured me that he could only be happy doing what he was designed to do. And that is antenna surfing. And that's from my friend, Steve Watson. <laughs> I can't tell you how delightful it is for me to get delight in these little rope guys especially in something as hilarious as this letter Steve wrote uh, about his first trip with Wilson. And and sometimes we call them 550 guys, and sometimes we call them rope men, and, and sometimes I call them Wilsons because Steve had this inspiration to give life to this little series of knots. And the little series of knots that Steve has given life to only has life because I learned to tie them. And I learned to tie the knot that I used to make the 550 guys. When I was a little boy, we were renting a house on Coleman Road, Mr. Whiteside's property. And at the end of Coleman Road was was a house, and the Beesons lived there. We played with their son, David. And David had an older sister, and, and I don't remember how much older Yvonne was than we were, but we were down there playing one day, and she was making macrame baskets. And I wanted one to hang my football in. I thought it'd be the coolest thing, hang it from the edge of the bunk bed and put buttons all over it and put my football in the middle of it. Well, instead of making me one, she taught me to make them. And the essential knot that, that she taught me to make is this Solomon braid or the Cobra braid, which is the core knot for making the body of the 550 guy. And who would ever imagine that all those years ago, this young lady who was much older than me would help me in my invention, the only thing I've ever totally created on my own, that I would would learn how to do this because of something that she taught me when I was just a child. Have you ever thought about the gift you give somebody when you teach them something? If you teach them to read or teach them to draw or teach them a skill, teach them how to shoot or to hunt or to weld. Have you ever thought about the lives that we change when we pass on our knowledge? Think about the things that you do and the things that you enjoy and the things that have become bigger in your life that started with something somebody taught you. My friend Steve Watson taught me more about bow hunting than anybody else that I know. I learned to fish from my dad and my grandfather. I learned to shoot from my dad. I learned to wrestle with my brother. Of all the things that we do, most of them started with somebody teaching us to do something. And really, regardless of what it is that you were taught, 
what that person gave you along with the knowledge they gave you was they gave you the gift of their time. And it doesn't matter what it was they were teaching you. But when someone stops their life and gives you a piece of it to teach you something, oh, what a wonderful gift that is. And it's a gift you can pass on. It's a gift that you can take, you can decide this week, I'm going to teach somebody something that that I know how to do that they don't. I'm going to help somebody be better at something. I, I could start talking about jujitsu and the guy who introduced me to Brazilian jujitsu and the guys that I've introduced to Brazilian jujitsu. And one of the guys that I introduced to Brazilian jujitsu is a first degree black belt in Brazilian jujitsu. And he outranks me by several degrees. But it started with a simple, hey, let me take some time and teach you something. Who'd ever thought that when Yvonne Beeson taught a little sixth grade boy how to do macrame, that I'd later on take that simple series of knots and turn them into little people. And those people would build a pavilion on a ropes course, or those people would be used as a fundraiser, or those people would become a popular gift, or that someone would take the time to, to give one a name and write an adventure story about him. what I did with what she taught me has has something to do with me. But that gift would never exist. And, and all the gifts of the rope men would not exist if she hadn't taught me in the first place. Now, if you teach me something, I can ignore it. If you teach me something, I can learn it. I can perfect it. I can master it. I can extrapolate it. I can change it. I can add to it. What I do with what you teach me is really on me. But whether or not you teach me in the first place, that's really on you. What will you teach somebody this week? You can teach somebody the power of kindness. You can teach somebody the power of politeness. You can teach somebody the power of valuing them as a human. Now, what they do with that is their business. But they never get a chance to choose what to do with it unless we teach them in the first place. Self-esteem comes from confidence and confidence comes from competence. And competence is about something we either teach ourselves or something someone teaches us. Once you change somebody's life and help them change other people's lives in a very simple way, just by deciding that this week I'm going to be a teacher. This episode of Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure, is brought to you by 550 Guys. You can become a follower of their Facebook page by simply searching 550 Guys. 
On that page, you'll find pictures of the little rope men. You'll also find a tutorial on how we make them. You could also follow the link in the show notes and see a tutorial on our YouTube channel and make your very own 550 guy. Or if you prefer a custom handmade Lonnie Jones original, you could follow the link in the show notes and be a one-time supporter of the podcast and we'll send your 550 guy to you or to your designated loved one. Be sure and contact us directly on Facebook in the private messages or on our email address so that we have the proper shipping address to send your 550 guy out to you and you can have your own Wilson adventure. As always, we thank you for keeping up with Jones.